guys, welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. Today's gonna be a long one. We're gonna be talking about the 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 part four, if I'm not mistaken, as a matter of fact. Uh, you know, birth gift and the freedom to choose. Right? That's gonna be the first one. Remember, I talked about the overall complexity of it, but today we're gonna be focusing on the individual parts leading up to the Big Bang. We're gonna use a variety of different stories, a lot of good quotes from this book, and we're just gonna run with it. Before I do that, let's take a quote, or let me take a quote from Dwight D. Eisenhower. He said, The history of free man is never written by chance, but by choice. Their choice. See, the essence of of being human is being able to direct your own life humans act animals react see humans can make choices based on their values and your power to choose the direction of your life allows you to reinvent yourself to change your future and to powerfully influence the rest of creation I'm going to repeat that just one more time your power to choose the direction of your life allows you to reinvent yourself to change your future And to powerfully influence yourself. You know, guys, on Instagram stories, as a matter of fact, uh, not Instagram stories, Facebook. uh, And this happened just probably just yesterday. And I was doing a lot of snapshots and a lot of photos. I hope and I hope they have not disappeared because I'm going to be extremely angry if that had happened. But there were some photos that I've taken uh, off my Facebook a couple of days ago in terms of what I had said a while back. And back in August 9th of 2009, and you know what? I feel that it's not even here. Oh, here we go. So, to reinvent myself was what I felt on that afternoon, August 9th, 2009. Guys, this was just days after I had come back from Australia. And this is when you basically would, 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 would you, you know, your name on Facebook would be there and then you follow it up with the verb to be, which is is. So this is how old it was. This is how old this comment was. But this was the reinvention of me. Arsenio Buck is really sick and tired of this and wants a big change. You know, after that, a lady said, what are you tired of? And she mentioned uh, uh, one, of, one of the girls at the time, a girl that I actually liked. This was 11 years ago. So tell me, you guys have noticed her? I mean, not noticed her, but you guys have heard her on some of my podcasts. Uh, because, you know, that was one of the most uh, important, purposeful relationships of my life. And I responded. I said, ha ha, no, I'm just tired of Vegas, I guess. I need to try something new. That's why after I'm done graduating in dental, I'm going to study abroad. That was 11 years ago, guys. 11 years ago. Now, I did go on to graduate from dental. I did end up working in Australia. Now, I didn't end up pursuing my studies abroad, thank God. But I felt like there was something, a bigger calling out there for me. And I changed my future of my life. Now, over the next four years, the relationship between my family and I had completely fallen apart. And they are no longer with me. And it's because that I was sick and tired of being mediocre. They want, they chose, they chose and continue to choose to live a mediocre life. They don't understand my language because I speak of a higher consciousness. I speak completely different. My language from them is completely different. I changed my future. 
I chose to reinvent myself, and now I'm powerfully influencing the rest of creation. See, it is that one gift that enables all gifts to be used. It is that one gift that enables us to elevate our life to higher and higher levels. There was a time going back until the whole Stephen Covey book. He said that, you know, over the years, speaking in, you know, various groups and stuff like that, uh, he had some people come up to him and ask him, hey, please tell me more of my freedom and power to choose. Please tell me again of my worth and potential that I have no need to compare myself with others. You know, other people would comment, you know, uh, uh, some interesting, some boring. And as the speech may have been at the time. The thing that literally electrified their souls upon asking those questions was the internal sense of their own freedom to choose. It says it was delicious for them. It was exhilarating. And it took them down a deeper and deeper, let's just say, area of their life, whereas they felt like they were in complete control. See, that's the power of choice. And that means that we are no longer merely just a product, people. Of our past, of our genes. Remember, I told you about what had happened with, um, with, oh my God, with what am I, what am I trying to say? I'm just losing my head right now. With Mira, she went through those changes with the whole chakra healing, and those changes were genealogical, which means her son ended up getting sick. Her Mother ended up getting sick. Why? Because it was genealogical. So all these things that she went through on that five-day excursion, her family felt the same thing. And they're elevating in consciousness. They don't understand right now because their backs are hurting. They're all sick. They're like, why do you keep doing this? Why do you want to keep raising your consciousness? You'll understand soon enough. Understand that we're no longer just a product of how other people treat us. We're not a product of the past. We're not a product of what had happened with my parents, my mother's brokenness, and my father's neglectedness. You know, we could go really, really down the the, the gene pool, but it just unquestionably influences us. But it doesn't determine us. We are self-determinant through our choices. If we are given away... From uh, obviously present to the past, can we give or do we need to give away our future to? Let, let me give it. Let, let me give you an example. If everything fucked up in the past, and you're just creating a fucked up future right now, do you want to just give your future away? Also, do you believe it's like that? There was a girl from India who lives in a rural village who reached out to me. She's like, "Oh my god, you know, I've been listening to your English videos. I believe that I could get a seven in speaking." I said, "What's your score right now?" She said, "A four point five." I said. That you need a 2.5 band increase. Do you understand the magnitude of your request? She says yes. And she says through I think. I, I believe in you. I believe that you can elevate me to that. How was I. Not only able to attract that person. But how come does she believe. That I can achieve that for her. Guys that is profoundly. Powerful. For someone to say, you know what, I don't give a damn what it is, but I think from from listening to you, you can help me and elevate me there. And I said it's gonna take uh, uh, it's gonna take a lot of work, but as long as you're able to put in this work, we can do it together. See, 
Stephen Covey said one of the most profoundly life-changing experiences in his life was from one of the fundamental works he had achieved with the seven habits took place on a sabbatical in Hawaii, right? He said one day he was wandering, you know, looking around these stacks in a library and, you know, being very meditative and reflective state of mind, going through going through the process, or go, going through the feels, feeling the feels and going through with the feelings with it. <laughs> and he said he pulled down a book and he found three sentences between stimulus and response. There is a space in that space lies our freedom and power to choose our response. And those choices lie our growth and our happiness. Look at it this way. You got your stimulus with the arrow pointing, toward, uh, pointing towards that constructive space, which is the freedom to choose. And then that's the response. It's that blink of an eye type of second, that that little space in between reacted to an event that makes all the difference in the world, being reactive or proactive. It's having a conversation with an investor, a friend, David, just opened up a gym. His shareholder, lover to death, lover kids to death because I've taught them before, um, and they joined forces together, and now they are building up a wonderful gym right now. They just opened about a month ago during the pandemic. Holla at your boy. I told you guys, opening up during the pandemic is everything. And I said, oh my God, that gym before, they're going to crash and burn on a level that's irredeemable. They're not going to be able to get, they're not going to be able to come back from this. And as I'm standing there talking, I'm like, but what makes me interested is the coaching moment for all of us. I'm not, I, I don't care so much about all the events and all the negativity around it. Like, are they going to be able to learn from it? Probably not. But am I learning from it? Absolutely. Do I learn from other people's failures? Absolutely. I learn what not to do. I learn what had happened then. I know what I should be more open to in the future. It's kind of like the whole the whole thing about influencers, right? One lady was like, oh, I don't want to bring her. I don't like her attitude. Da, 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 da. It's because what she's feeling is jealousy because the girl is reflecting what she is feeling guilty of inside. So with this girl of 82,000 Instagram followers, she has no idea the power behind that. She didn't want to hire her. And I'm like, do you understand? All she has to do is post that photo. One time and do a couple of stories on Instagram and they could attract maybe a hundred to a thousand people to that gym right then and there. But because with ego, that company is going to go down the drain and that girl, that girl who's friends with the, you know, the 82,000, she's friends with the girl who's the shareholder of the company of the new company. And she made her a trainer. She's like, yeah, I knew that she wasn't going to hire her at the old gym because of ego and because of jealousy. So I hired her here. And I said, are you bringing in new people? Yep, sure am. So you got to place your ego aside and do what's best for in it for the company. See, freedom to choose how you react to situations. This girl has it going on. You're 40 years old. Not to say that you don't look amazing. You look unbelievably amazing. But you're very jealous towards other women. You believe that you're on a pedestal, that you're untouchable. And you have no idea that your business is crashing and burning. Your brand is declining right now. And because you don't accept it, 
you're going to see the ramifications of your response over the next year when everything falls apart. You can't even sell. When, when you have a business, it's always good to sell it on a high. But because after COVID, the value of your business has completely declined. And so by the time you sell it, you're going to sell it for next to nothing. But do you learn from this? Because I'm learning from what you're reacting to. See, intellectually, Stephen Covey, he had learned from many sources about freedom, the freedom to choose, the freedom to respond, and to whatever happens to us. But on that particular day that he's referring to, in that reflective mood that he was in, in that library, and in those relaxed circumstances, the idea of space between whatever happens to us and our response to hit him like a ton of bricks. Since then, he had come to understand and believe that the size of the space is largely determined by our genetic or biological inheritance and by our upbringing and present circumstances. This is exactly what had happened with my family and everything. I've told you guys that on a number of occasions. See, with others, due to Jarius, I'm, I'm sorry, due to Jarius, due to various genetic and environmental influences, it may be very small. But the key point, what I'm trying to make here is, there is still a space there, and it is in the use of that space that the opportunity to enlarge it exists. So, some with a very large space when facing adverse circumstances, okay, may choose to cave in, right? And thereby, they reduce the amount of size of the space between the stimulus and the response, which I just mentioned. Others with a small space may swim upstream against a very, very powerful genetic, social, and cultural currents and find their freedom expanding, their growth accelerating, and their happiness deepening. See, I'm going to give you a really powerful quote from a psychiatrist. Now, I don't really do these because basically all they do is write up prescriptions. You guys already heard that one before. But he said, the range of what we think and do is limited by what we fail to notice. And because we fail to notice that we fail to notice, there is little we can do to change until we notice how failing to notice shapes our thoughts and motherfucking deeds. I threw in the motherfucking deeds, but goddamn, that was powerful. I'm going to say that one more time. The range of what we think and do is limited by what we fail to notice. And because we fail to notice that we fail to notice, there is little we can do to change until we notice how failing to notice shapes our thoughts and deeds. Holy shit. No matter what has happened, is now happening, or will happen. There is a space between those things and our responses to them. Okay? If there is even a fraction of a second between stimulus and response, that space represents our power to choose our response to any situation. Oh my goodness gracious. So understand, yes, I know there are things that happen to us over which we have no choice. I got it. I understand that. Okay? That's like genetic makeup. Though we, though we do not choose our genes, we do have the power to choose how we respond to our genes, right? If we have a genetic predisposition to a particular disease, like a lot of people do, right? That doesn't mean that we'll necessarily get the disease. 
but by using self-awareness and your willpower to follow a, regim- a regimen, proper exercise, nutrition, and the most advanced you know, medical wisdom, whatever it may be, you'll be able to buck the motherfucking trend of your ancestors. People continuously during this whole COVID foray say, oh my God, black people and Mexicans, they're, ge- they're genetic, blah, 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 you know, they're dying. They're, they're the ones that are dying the most and all that. I'm like, okay, enough with the race bait and bullshit ass articles. That's number one. Number two, what I just said, that makes no excuse. Yes, we know that white people, if we look up the, the, the global death toll, white people are probably at like four to 500,000 of all countries, right? It's not about race, but this is how they race bait. But nonetheless, let's just say 100 black people get COVID. If 60 of them end up doing this or this amount ends up dying versus 100 white people in America, 100 white people in Britain or 100 white people in Spain or 100 white people in any other country. If there is a genetic predisposition and it's difficult for us, again, with proper exercise, nutrition and everything, you'll be able to overcome that. Let me give you something that Burke had said to Mira during her five-day chakra meditation. He said, Mira, and to everyone who's in this room, I am almost certain that all of us have had COVID. But because we're at such a high, at such a high conscious level, we don't even know we have it. See, some people have it and they never, ever get symptoms. Why? There it is. Self-awareness, regimen, willpower, proper exercise, nutrition, medical wisdom, whatever it may be. Their 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 overall uh, bio dome, whatever you want to call that BS. There it is. So to come back to the topic, those who develop increasing inner power and freedom to choose can also become what Stephen Covey calls them a transition person. That's one who stops unworthy tendencies from being passed on. From prior generations to those that follow. Your children, your great-grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, your great-great-great-grandchildren. All that craziness. You guys get what I... Do you guys understand this? So, you can be a transition person in the organization you work for. For instance, if you may have a... Man, we all have those shitty-ass bosses, right? If you have a horrible, fucking terrible boss, okay... Your working circumstances may be not only unpleasant, but also unjust. However, by the wise exercise of your freedom to choose, you may change those circumstances and profoundly influence your boss for good, or at least insulate yourself from obsessing or being emotionally taken over by others' weaknesses. Remember, anytime you're emotional or your emotional life is a function of someone else's weaknesses, you disempower yourself and empower those weaknesses to continue to, 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 I I don't know, just fuck your life up in general. We know the saying, yesterday holds tomorrow hostage. I'm going to give you a quote from Ella Wheeler Wilcox. She said, one ship drives east and another drives west with the self same winds that blow. It says, "'Tis the set of the sails and not the gales that tells us the way to go. Like the winds of the sea are the ways of fate. As we voyage along through life, 
tis the set of a soul that decides its goal and not the calm of the strife. So what I'm going to leave you with today is I'm going to challenge you to think deeply about this overall gift. This gift that I've been speaking about for, for 20 minutes already. Think about this gift. To reflect on that space that exists between the stimulus and response. And to use it wisely and enlarging your freedoms and keeping yourself constantly growing, learning, and contributing. Eventually, you're going to exercise that power. And that power is going to enlarge. Right? And you're going to be able to begin to shape the stimuli. You literally create the world in which you live. You know, there was a great American philosopher way back then. He's a psychologist too. William James consistently taught that when we change our thinking, we change our lives. So basic, but yet so powerful. And that's the conclusion of this podcast. Again, guys, make sure you rate me on the Apple Podcast Store. Share it with people you love and stay tuned for the next one. I'm your host as always, over and out.